welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 9th of February 2014, entitled Dealing with Burdens, and the Bible reading is taken from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Matthew chapter 11. We're going to be looking at a lot of different passages around the scriptures this evening, but we're going to begin with this familiar passage here in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. All right, I invite you to stand with me this evening to honor the reading of God's holy word, beginning in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father, we thank you again for the time that we have already had this evening. Thank you, Lord, for uh, your word that we have before us now. Thank you for the time that we have to spend in your word. And Lord, we just pray that, uh, Lord, over these next minutes that we have together, Uh, We do pray, Lord, that you would take and speak to our hearts. Give us that which, uh, Lord, each heart is in need of here this evening. You do the work that only you can do, and we'll give you all the praise and honor for it. For it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. What do you think of this evening when you think of a burden? And I'm sure that you have many people that tell you many times that, that they're burdened. And a lot of times, I guess that uh, our mind may think of a lot of a lot of things, but uh, but burdens are something that everybody faces every day of their life. It's a daily thing. Uh, as we uh, think of burdens, there are actually uh, uh, two words in your New Testament. I didn't t- bother this time to to count how many were there, but I know that there's two words that uh, uh, that are translated burden in our in our English Bibles. And uh, the first one, baros, really is talking about uh, a weight, something that you have to carry that really exhausts you, exhausts all of your resources. In other words, it's a heavy burden. It's a burden that you're carrying that is taking a lot out of you. And of course, we find that uh, this can be speaking in a material sense uh, or in a, in a spiritual th- sense. First Thessalonians 2, 6 says, uh, uh, nor of men sought we glory, neither of you, nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. Uh, here, uh, we find that the apostle Paul was talking about them as a person being burdensome to, uh, to someone else, being a burden uh, in, a, in a physical sense. Uh, but we find also in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, when it says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. We'll look back at that verse again uh, in a bit, Uh, but we find here that the Bible is talking about uh, spiritual burdens when we take it in its context of of carrying one another's burdens and being able to fulfill the law of Christ in in, in doing that. And of course, the other word that we find that uh, is translated burdens in our Bibles uh, is something that is carried, something that is born, but it really has nothing whatsoever to do uh, with weight. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to, to exhaust you. In other words, uh, 
You know, I might, I might try to, uh, to pick up something and carry it around as a burden. If I, if I picked up this chair here and carried it on my shoulders, it's going to have a certain amount of weight. I may not feel it so much in the beginning, but as I carry it further and as I carry it longer, and if I start going up hills and if I start climbing stairs, that burden is going to get heavier and heavier and heavier. At the same time, I can pick up something like, uh, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, this letter here, and, uh, and I can carry that around. Uh, but it's not going to wear me out. Uh, it's not something that's going to tire me. And, uh, and, of course, the Bible makes those two distinctions. Sometimes when it's speaking of burdens, it's speaking of just carrying something that, uh, that is normal for us to carry. Uh, but sometimes it's talking about something that when you're carrying it, it's going to weight you down. It's going to take a lot out of you. It's going to cause you to, uh, to exert yourself. And, uh, and so we find that as we look through Scriptures that the Bible has a lot to, uh, uh, to say about burdens. Uh, in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 30 here where that we just read, when Jesus said, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, the Lord in speaking there, uh, it would be kind of uh, totally out of context for him to use the word fortune because he's saying that it is light. Or to use the word uh, baros, he uses the word fortune because he says himself, that, uh, that it's a light burden to carry, uh, that it's something that, uh, that is not going to, uh, to be hard for us. And we can look at, uh, at many, many illustrations there, uh, but we find that uh, the Bible is, is, is clear when we look to uh, Galatians chapter 6, and in verse 2, the Bible where it says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ, uh, that we read there uh, earlier, uh, then that there is really using the word that really means just anything that has to be carried. It doesn't have to be heavy, doesn't have to be light, it doesn't have anything, it's not dealing with something that's heavy or tiresome to carry, but just those things that we have to carry, he's telling us here that we should do that for one another. Uh, uh, but uh, in, in Galatians chapter 6 uh, and in verse 2 uh, in that same chapter, uh, he says to us here, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. In verse 5, For every man shall bear his own burden. So in one place, he's telling us that we're to carry one another's burdens. And the other place, he's telling us that we are to share those burdens and to carry each other's burdens. And where he's talking about their uh, carrying one another's burdens in, in, in verse 2 He's talking about anyway, but he also says that you're going to carry your own burdens there uh, in verse 5, uh, and when he says that uh, for every man shall bear his own burden, he's talking about a heavy burden that, uh, that is going to, uh, to be borne. So I just want us to stop and think. If the Bible uses these contrasts, and I give you those verses just to give you an idea that, that the Bible talks about burdens in all kind of contexts, and that as Christians, we're going to have different burdens to carry. And, of course, sometimes we find that we're told to do different things with these burdens, and it's just, just basically how do we deal with the burdens that we have. Well, look with me what the psalmist says back in, in Psalm 55 and verse 22. And here the psalmist says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Now, that's a phenomenal promise when we stop and think about it and, and, and look at it. But may I say to you that some of the burdens that are going to come your way in life, 
Sometimes the burdens that we have need to be shed. Uh, they need to be gotten rid of. They're not meant for us to carry them alone. They're not meant for us to carry them with someone else. They're meant to get rid of, to cast them upon the Lord, to get them out of our lives. And we, we see a number of illustrations about this. And I guess uh, a beautiful passage that, uh, uh, that we find in Matthew chapter 6, uh, beginning in verse 25, uh, Jesus says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat? And the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto your stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all of the things, all of these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, the, the account that we're be, being given here. It's talking about burdens that, that ought not to weight us down. These are the kind of burdens that he's telling us here to, to get rid of. You know, in the one place he's saying, cast them upon the Lord. Here he's telling us, why do you worry about those things of where my next meal is going to come from and where my clothes are going to come from and, you know, how I'm going to be able to pay for this and do for this? He said, don't you realize God knows those needs that you have? And God will take care of those needs. It is wrong for us to sit and to worry about these things that God has already promised and told us in his word that he's going to take care of. I'm sure that you've heard the old saying that, you know, 99% of the things that we worry about never come true. Uh, we worry ourselves and we worry about this and how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that and what am I going to do about this situation and it never even comes to be. Well, the Bible says that there are some burdens that you need to shed. These are some that you just need to give to the Lord. He also tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, dealing with this thing, he says, be careful for nothing. That word careful there is, is, is what we talk about when we talk about being, being anxious for something. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Don't worry yourself. Don't be anxious over these things that God has promised that he'll take care of you. Just pray with thanksgiving, thanking God for all that he has done and all that he's promised and committing these things to the Lord. I could give you illustration after illustration. I can remember I've shared with some of you before 
There's times when especially it comes down to just the daily essentials. And, of course, as parents, suddenly those daily essentials aren't just what am I going to eat and what am I going to wear, but suddenly you're worrying about what am I going to feed this child and how am I going to clothe this child and things like that. I can remember when I first took that first step of faith in leaving a normal-paying job and stepping out into a full-time ministry. And it was a step of faith, and we knew that we were going to have to trust God for a lot of things. I can remember when one Wednesday evening we went to prayer meeting at our church, and we were there, and we prayed, and I didn't tell anybody just how desperate things were for us because there was very little food of any kind in the house, and I didn't know where those next meals were going to come from. And we prayed about that, and we gave it to the Lord, and we didn't talk to anybody else about it. We got home from church that night after praying about it. Nobody, absolutely no word had been said to anybody, and yet there across our, our house had a, a front porch that ran right across the front of it, and there sitting on this front porch with just rows of bags of food that somebody had just brought and set on our front porch for us. I hadn't told anybody that we were out of food. God was the only one that knew that. God was the only one that we had taken those, those prayers to about it, and yet God met those needs. And I've shared many of the times when we went full-time on the road in ministry some years later, and we literally, you know, we were living off of church to church to church to church. There was no income. You know, whatever the love offerings was, that was it. That's what put the fuel in the tank. That's what put the food on the table. And so many times that we experienced how that, you know, we would get down to, you know, it was just the last bits. And I can remember times when there were no last bits left. And yet we never went without. Well, we didn't always eat steak. I can promise you that. Sometimes it was, it was hot dogs and more hot dogs and, and, and baked beans and, and, and lots of things. But the thing is, we never went hungry. And God was always, and, and, and so many times, you know, he supplied even beyond our imagination of what we thought that God could do. Times when I didn't know where the next tank of fuel was coming from to get from this church to the next church. And somebody would come up and, you know, and again, people do it in different ways. I, I guess I always felt more comfortable doing it the George Miller way. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable saying to people, we have this need and this need and, and this need, and some people are fine with that, and I don't have a problem with that. But, of course, I kind of like George Miller. I just give it to the Lord. Lord, if you want that person to know, you let that person know. And it's just amazing the way that God would do that. And that's the kind of things he's telling us about Sometimes... We spend so much of our time worrying about things that God has already promised us that he will take care of. Do we believe it or do we not? We have to take a choice. There's only one way or the other. Well, if we begin to worry about those things and get anxious about those things, then the truth is is that we're not trusting him. We're not believing what he's saying. And, of course, we find that uh, the Bible is telling us clearly that those are the kind of burdens that we need to shed. We need to get rid of. We need to throw them away because God doesn't want us to feel those things. Back in verse 27 of what we read there in Matthew chapter 6, you notice Jesus asked a question there. He says, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? It's pretty obvious, one of those questions that, okay, you know, what he's really saying is, you know, okay, you know, which of you, by worrying about it all that you want to and thinking about it all you want to, which one of you could add one, which one of you could add one centimeter or one inch 
to your height. You know, you are what God has made you. You can't make yourself get any taller. You can worry about it as much as you want. Well, God is using that kind of a, of a silly thing. That's, you know, worry about it all you want to. What are you going to do about it? And that's what he's using here to ask us this question when it comes to our food, our clothes, the things that we have daily need of. Why are you worrying about those things? Why are you carrying those burdens around? He tells us to cast them upon him. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And we've looked at that passage before, and some of you may realize, do you remember how I illustrated exactly what that word there means when it says, cast all your care upon me? Well, it, it really carries the idea. It's just like if, 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 if I say that this jacket right here is all of my cares. That's everything. That's all my worries, all my troubles, everything that, that, that bothers me. The word there literally is saying to us, not, not just to shed them, he's saying, cast them. You know, get rid of them. <laughs> and, and that is the picture that he's giving us in reality. Cast those cares upon me. Get rid of them. Throw them. They shouldn't be a part of your life. They don't need to be there. So many of the burdens that we carry around why don't we just trust God and believe God for what he has said? These are the kind of burdens that he doesn't want us to carry around. You know, we can look around us, and there's a lot of things that, uh, that we can't change. We've sure seen a lot of rain lately. <laughs> I mean, the water's come down, and some people have got a whole, whole, whole lot more, even in their homes, that they don't want. But, you know, there's not a thing in the world. We can worry about it all we want to. We can't do a thing about it. Brother Dave Kelsey was sitting back there this morning, and he was talking about where he comes from in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I think they've had, I think he said, 72 inches of snow already this winter. And he was talking about it, you know, when he left being something like minus 11 degrees, that's Fahrenheit. So that's really getting down there when you start talking centigrade. He was talking about, you know, that, uh, that literally at the end of his driveway, that uh, he's got this big, one of these big monster four-by-four four, uh, Dodge Ram pickup truck things, and he said the snow was higher than his truck at the end of his driveway. And he was talking about at these areas, you know, these, the shopping centers, the place where they scrape it up, he says there was mountains higher than this ceiling in here, that it'd be springtime before that they ever melted away. Well, you know, they could do with a little bit less snow, but guess what? They could worry about it till they're blue in the face. They could worry about it till they made themselves sick. They can't change that. There's nothing that they can change about it. God's telling you, quit worrying about the things that you can't do anything about. And quit worrying about the things that he has promised you he'll meet your needs. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be concerned. I mean, it would be pretty foolish of me as a father and as a husband to just sit back and say, well, I'm never going to work another lick, and I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit back, and God, I'm waiting for you to feed us. Just pour it out upon us. What we saw this morning, even in the miraculous, Jesus could have just, here, Peter, go pay that, the money right there. He didn't have to think about it. But he sent Peter out to catch that fish, to get that coin, and to go pay it. You see, Peter had to have faith, and Peter had to act upon that faith, in order for that miracle to take place. That's not because God needed it that way, because we need it that way. So how do you deal with your burdens? Well, first of all, may I say to you, quit worrying about the things that God has promised to take care of. 
Quit worrying about the things that you can't change and you can't do anything. God tells us to get rid of those things. They shouldn't even be a part of us, and there's a lot of burdens that you just need to cast away, that you just need to get rid of, that you need to throw them away and just trust God to do it. But then there's other burdens that we may not cast away. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, he tells us, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Read that verse a while ago. Bear ye one... You see, there's some burdens that just need to be shed. They need to be gotten rid of. But there's some burdens that need to be shared. There's some burdens that God wants us to be there for each other, to help each other, to share in these things. A great illustration of that is Moses back in Exodus chapter 18. Let me just read you the account there. Exodus chapter 18, beginning in verse 13. (laughs) The Bible says, And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people. The people stood by Moses from the morning unto the evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning unto even? Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people come unto me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come unto me, and I, I judge between one and another. And I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws. He's doing good stuff because, look, these people all have needs and they they come to me and they want to know about God and they need advice on this and they need good uh, wisdom and judgment on other things. And so I do these things. Verse 17 says, And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Well, I mean, You'd think everything that he was doing was good. I mean, he was sitting there. He was literally, you know, spending his whole day trying to help other people. And yet he says to him, this isn't good. Why? Verse 18, thou wilt surely wear away both thou and this people that is with thee, for this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Hearken now unto my voice, I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to Godward, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shalt show them the way wherein. Yes, Moses, you're going to do all these things in the ways they must walk, in the work that they must do. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds and rulers of fifties and rulers of tens, and let them judge the people at all seasons. And it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge. So shall it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. Moses, what you're doing is not good. It's not because what you're doing isn't good. Matter of fact, he goes on and he goes through the list and you're going to do this and do this and do this. 
But you need to do it different, Moses, because this thing's going to wear you down. You can't carry this burden all by yourself. What you do, all these needs need to be met. But what you need to do is you need to appoint some others, these men, men of God, men that you can trust to, to do that. And, you know, let them be over different groups. It might be 100 or 50 or 10 or whatever. And over a lot of the things they'll be able to deal with. Now, if it's something big that they need help with, they'll come to you with those larger matters. But a lot of it they can take care of. And Moses, you won't have to be doing every little thing all by yourself. Reminds me also, as we turn to Acts, we find in the new church that there came that point when in the church people began to complain because these widows' needs weren't being met. There was practical things that needed to be taken care of, and yet the apostles were not able to meet all of these things. So what did they do? They chose men out from amongst them, men full of the Holy Ghost, men of good report, just like Moses' father-in-law told him here, men that could be appointed over this business so that they did not have to take themselves from prayer and the teaching of God's Word. So we find that there are some burdens that if you're going to be obedient to God, you need to just get rid of them, cast them away. Don't think about it. Don't mess around with it. Just cast it away because God's already taken care of it, and you can't do anything about it anyway. You've got to trust God for it. But there's some burdens that need to be shared because, really, what Moses' father-in-law was saying to him and what God is now saying to us through his inspired word is that, you know, you're going to wear yourself out. You can only do so much by yourself. What you're doing is good, but this burden needs to be shared. Others need to help in this burden. And, of course, we find that that's the same thing and. Many of the things that we undertake, many of the responsibilities that are there, that those responsibilities are good and they're good things to do. But the Bible says sometimes that you can take too much on yourself, not because what you're doing is bad and not because it doesn't need to be done, but because you just can't do it yourself. It's meant to be shared. And when it's shared out, the work can be done and it won't be so much. You know, I think this is part of what James chapter 5, verse 16 is talking about as well when he says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You see, not only are those burdens sometimes just the everyday things, the matters, the if you would, the, the material day-to-day -day physical labor that's involved and, of course, many of those things can be burdensome spiritually, but one of the greatest things that we ever, ever will have to deal with spiritually is sin. Uh, Jesus Christ took our burden for us. He took those sins upon himself. But he's telling us here, you know, I, I've told you before, this is one of the things that is so hard within any congregation of people, and it's one thing that just absolutely, I believe, it just makes the devil foam at the mouth. He gets so mad. See, Christians go around and they're, they're carrying all these things. They've got a struggle in their life. It's something that really burdens them down because maybe they've tried to, to deal with it and they've tried to handle it. They've tried to, to be able to, to get past this. Maybe it's a, a temptation in their life or something that they're really, really struggling with. Satan knows your Achilles heel, as we call it. 
He'll find the chink in the armor if he can. He'll find the weak spot. And guess what? You still got the flesh to deal with, and we've all got weak spots. We just need to identify them. What the Bible is teaching us to do is when we've got something, when we're struggling with something in our life, when we've got a fault, a sin, if you would, he said, confess it to one another. Why? Not because we have to go to the priest and confess it so we need somebody else to, to go to God for us. He said, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. We keep finding this time and time and time again. Go to God with it. Get on your knees with it. He's saying here, why does it make the devil so mad? Because as long as you keep struggling with that thing and he keeps getting the best of you and you keep, you know, man, why did I do that again? Oh, man, why did I fail here again? Whereas if you really, really, if you share that burden, if you tell somebody else, look, I'm struggling with this, and you get the whole bunch praying about it, and you see, so many times the problem is we're afraid to confess our faults because we have this idea, this, it's this thing called pride, where we're too prideful to admit that we've got a struggle, that we've got something that's difficult to deal with, that we're struggling with. It's hard to admit that we have that in our lives. And it's also hard because, you know, the problem is many times is a fellowship is not such because people are so focused upon what everybody else's weaknesses are and what everybody else's failings are rather than what the Bible's saying is focus upon your own. And you tell them what they are. Instead of, instead of sitting there trying to tell everybody else what theirs are, Tell everybody else what yours are. And then pray about them. You see, the truth is, is as Christians, if we are the people that God wants us to be, I'm not going to think less of you because you're honest enough to say, look, I need you to pray with me about this. I need your prayers about this. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We forget the real power that's in prayer. And when we begin to multiply those prayers of praying with one another and for one another, oh, I'd love for us to be a fellowship. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your fault is. doesn't matter what you're struggling with. doesn't matter what you might be stumbling with. That you can honestly have the freedom to be able to just confess that fault and to ask other people, please pray with me about this. You know, I don't want to have this weakness in my life. I don't want to have to carry this burden. I don't want it to get me down. Please help me pray with it so that I can overcome it. I pray that we would have a fellowship that we would never think less of anybody because they were honest about it and they were trying to deal with it and they were seeking that help that they needed for it. And I pray that we would have a fellowship that would genuinely take those burdens to heart and genuinely pray with those people and pray for that thing to where that Together we could be stronger. We could be united regardless of the faults that are amongst us. Confess your faults one to another. You see, some burdens need to be shed. Some burdens need to be shared. Physical and spiritual burdens. We need to share them with one another. We need to carry those things with one another. My time is about going and I want to give you one more. Some need to be gotten rid of. Some need to be shed. Some need to be shared. There's some things you just got to learn to shoulder. There's some things that you do need to carry yourself. Now, in Acts chapter 15, verses 28 to 29, the Bible says this, For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden 
than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication, for which if ye keep yourselves ye shall do well, fare ye well. In other words, he's saying it was a good thing that some of these burdens be laid upon you. There's some things that we do need to be conscious of. There's some things that we do need to shoulder ourselves and to do. We can't expect just everybody else's prayers and everybody else to carry our burdens for us. We're to share them amongst us. There's some that we need to shoulder and take upon ourselves. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your, what's the next word? Labor is not in vain in the Lord. There's work that needs to be done. There's responsibilities that we need to take on. We can't all just sit back and sit down and say, well, I'm just too tired. Somebody else can do that. The Bible says there's some things that we need to take on. There's responsibilities that we should share. There's responsibilities that we need to take ourselves. We find that fighting the good fight, being willing to take some things on, to live the Christian life that we need to live, to do the things that we need to do. Ecclesiastes 5, 4 to 5 says, When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. For he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. When you make a commitment, in other words, stick to it. We don't make a commitment and then sit back and say, oh, that's too hard. I'm not going to do that. The Bible says it's better not to make a commitment in the first place. Don't make a promise that you don't plan to keep. The thing is, is when we commit to something, there's some burdens that are meant to be shouldered, that are meant. We need to take on responsibilities. And yes, all burdens aren't bad burdens. We spend our time worrying about the things that we ought not to and worrying about the things that God tells us to get rid of. We sometimes go around carrying the things that God has told us to, to share with one another and to help one another with. But so often we find excuses not to take the things seriously that we need to take. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Do you know that this kind of gets back to, you know, maybe that person that should have been confessing their faults and sharing that burden, they didn't do it. They tried to carry it themselves. But then in the end, they fell under that burden because they weren't able to carry it any longer. Well, the Bible says there's a time for us to reach out and to take on that burden. That one that's fallen. That one that's, that, that's, that's fall, fallen by the wayside. You need to help them up. You need to do whatever that you can do to help that person. That they can be restored to what God wants of them. And of course that's part of what we find here. Do you know when Jesus said to us. And I return back to our passage in Matthew uh, chapter 11. Jesus said come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. May I say to you, the Bible is very clear about some of the burdens that we need to shed, 
about some of them that we need to share and about some of the ones that we need to shoulder and take responsibility for. But in every case, Jesus' invitation is there. One thing that is interesting about this, back up one verse and look at this verse in its context, and we'll close with this thought. He says in verse 27, All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. You know, we can look at a lot of things here, but in verse 27, we see the sovereignty of God. And the thing is, is when it comes to that spiritual burden of knowing God, I believe that in perfect context here, he's you know, so many people are struggling with being right with God. They're trying to work their way. They're trying to, to get their sins forgiven by what they do. The truth is, is that Jesus says, just come to me. Just come to me. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Do you know what that word yoke there is? Well, you know, we see in the illustration of when we take that, uh, that oxen out there in the field or something to plow, that, that that yoke is put upon them because somebody else is going to be in control. Jesus said, let me have control. Take my yoke upon you. In other words, let me take charge of your life. Let me guide you. Let me take care of those things. Take my yoke upon me, upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Verse 28, I will give you rest. Jesus said, let me have control. Let me take control of your life instead of you just going where you want to go. Take my yoke upon you. Let me have the controls. And you'll find rest unto your, your souls. Why? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, so many times we like to, to quote scriptures and sometimes take things out of context and sometimes even make up our own along the way, you know, about the Bible not putting, the Lord not putting more on us than we're able to bear. Well, the truth is, is what Jesus is saying here is, okay, you know, if you're laboring, if you're heavy laden, if you're trying to do all this yourself, come to me. I'll give you rest. Give me control of your life. Take my yoke. My yoke is easy. I'm not going to lead you wrong. I'm not going to take you down a wrong path. Let me take control and guide you in all of these things. You will find rest into your souls because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You keep trying to carry it yourself. You might struggle. You might fall along the way underneath that burden. And I just felt impressed this evening. You know, burdens are something that we all deal with. The problem is learning which ones that we need to deal with ourselves, which ones we need to share with each other, and which ones we just need to give to the Lord and quit worrying about ourselves. Give the Lord absolute control of our lives. Take His yoke. Take those bits in the mouth and let Him have control of where you're going to go and how fast you're going to get there. He's in complete control. When we do that, he says, you'll find rest unto your souls. You might become very, very heavy laden under those burdens, and some people will stumble and some people will fall. But if you let the Lord have control, that burden will be light. Father, we thank you this evening. Lord, as we think of this thing, because burdens is something that we all have to deal with every day of our lives. 
But, Father, you give us so much wisdom. We know that we have just, Lord, looked at so many verses, but we're just trying to, to get this overview, Lord, that so many times we allow ourselves to become so burdened down. When, Lord, a lot of those things that we're burdening ourselves with are things that you've told us just to, to cast upon you, to get rid of, to quit worrying about it. We shouldn't even be concerned about those things in our lives, to trust you with them. And, Lord, there's so many things we need to learn to share with one another. To be able to help carry the load for someone else. And to be able to be honest when we've got something that's heavy and let others help us with that. And Lord, above all, there's some things that we need to take responsibility for. When we do that, we just need to give you control of our lives. We need to, Lord, just take the bits in the mouth and let you guide us and lead us and take us where it is that you want to take us. Let you genuinely, truly, have absolute control of everything we do and everything that we are. I pray that you'd help us, Lord, because burdens we do have to deal with, but help us to deal with them. You've given us guidance in how that we can deal with these things. Help us be a people, Lord, that will take and deal with our burdens in the way that you've told us to. And we give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.